0: Hey y'all, I'm Karina Dunn, a wife, a mom, former pageant queen, and cybersecurity analyst turned wellness facilitator and yogapreneur. On my life's journey, I discovered that I needed a place to come out of my own introverted shell, to share my own experiences and knowledge with others, and to gather the perspectives, insights, and stories of others on wellness. You never know how these conversations will play out. You might laugh. You might even cry, but one thing for certain, you'll definitely have a good time. Welcome to the Melanin Wellness Podcast. What's up, family? And welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Wellness Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here today. You know, today we're going to be talking about a topic that is very applicable to all of us in some way, shape, or form. And that topic today is mental health. And, you know, I'm going to touch on some of the things that I've been experiencing over the past, um, you know, four or five months or so, um, since having my back surgery and since losing my grandmother. And we're going to talk about those things, but we're also going to talk about how you can use a consistent yoga practice to help you balance, you know, the mind and the body and ways that I've used it to do so for myself. So, But before we get started, let us get into some gratitudes and affirmations. I have a voice that I will use because it needs to be heard. I am so grateful for the power that my voice has. I'm so grateful for the platform to be able to have my voice amplified and heard by those who may need to hear it. I am so grateful for abundance and prosperity in all areas of my life. I'm grateful for resilience through this time of difficulty and adversement. And I am just grateful for waking up every single day because there are many who did not. And so every day, that I am allowed to open my eyes. That is the opportunity for me to do something better. Now, I know that was more than 30 seconds, but that's all right. Because when you are living in a space of gratitude, it is impossible to live in negativity. So let's get into it. So over the past four months since my grandmother passed, almost four months, I have been experiencing things that I have never experienced before i have dealt with bouts of anxiety to the point to where the anxiety was so out of control that it became almost unmanageable i was fidgety and agitated and irritable and i often would become angry and frustrated and sometimes have angry outbursts because there was just so much pain and frustration there and more recently, I have been dealing with bouts of depression. You know, the insomnia, the inability to stay asleep, because I, I can't stop thinking of the many things that are worrying me and concerning me, such as my own mortality and my children's well being once I'm no longer here. I have had so many days where I could just barely get out of bed to take the kids to school. These things are perfectly normal when you are in the healing and grieving process. You know, I've questioned myself so many times, like, when is this ever going to get any better? Am I ever going to be the same again after my back surgery and after this grief process? Am I ever going to be able to find joy again? And I think it's important for us to understand that you can definitely find those things and you may not be the same as you were before whatever it was that caused you to need to take some time for healing. However, there are things that you can do during the process of healing, whether it's a physical healing or a mental healing to help you on your journey. Oftentimes these things such as a physical injury or grief, a loss of some type causes these mental health issues that I've been dealing with, the anxiety, the depression. So I wanted to talk about how you can use yoga to help you find that inner peace. So I'm going to touch on a few of the mental benefits of yoga, and then I'm going to get into how you can start to use yoga. So one of the ways that yoga helps you to find that inner peace is it helps to reduce your stress levels. So when many Americans who practice yoga consistently answered a survey about why they practice yoga, 86% of them said that it helped them to deal with stress. The tightening and relaxing of muscles that you perform during a yoga sequence can reduce your tension. And you may also benefit from the peaceful atmosphere, the calming music, and in some cases different types of music, and the positive energy that you will find in a lot of yoga classes that are inclusive. That is one of the things, one of the cornerstones of the classes that I provide is that it's a positive, inclusive, calming space for anyone who attends, male or female, no matter your race, creed, sex, it doesn't matter. And that's what you want to look for when you're looking for a yoga class to attend to help you get these benefits. Another way that it's good for your mental health is that it helps to ease anxiety. The breath training or the pranayama that's included in many yoga classes may be especially effective because there's a relationship between anxiousness and breathing problems. So if you've been diagnosed with some type of an anxiety disorder, yoga may not help. However, it can be used in conjunction with medications and talk therapy, right? So it can be used as a supplement for other forms of therapy. I know that for me, um, I do something called the five, five, five method when my anxiety becomes high, where I inhale for five, hold it for five, then release for five and that disrupts that pattern of anxiety and it is very helpful you might want to try it sometime if you're like in a position to where you're not in a yoga class and you can't get to a mat and you need to reduce your anxiety quickly you can do that from anywhere that 555 method Another way that yoga can help is it improves sleep. Now, we all know the importance of good sleep. Good sleep, it affects everything from your uh, food cravings to your hormone balances to weight loss. Sleep is vital. And yoga can help to improve sleep there is a type of yoga called yoga nidra and it is specifically sleep yoga and I know for me yoga helps me to sleep I do yoga every single night before I go to bed it is a part of my nighttime routine and it helps me to sleep much more soundly and more comfortably and I'm not as tight my body's more relaxed when I am ready to slumber Now, this is especially true for older adults. So one study of yoga participants over the age of 60 reported an increase in both the quality and the quantity of their sleep. They also increased their sleep efficiency, which measures the time in bed actually spent sleeping. A lot of us will spend time in bed You know, kind of flip-flopping around, trying to get comfortable, not really sleeping, not really in that deep sleep. And that's where you're getting the most benefit when you are in that deep sleep. And so yoga can help to improve that sleep. Another really good benefit for mental health is that yoga can help to enhance your social life, especially when you find that inclusive Yoga community. So if you're attending in person classes, you can definitely interact from, you know, benefit from the interaction with others in your group. Social ties can positively affect both mental and physical health. Those that are more social tend to be happier. That is a proven scientific fact. And also acting in unison with others. It carries unique social benefits. Moving and breathing at the same time as others can give you a sense of belonging and promote bonding within the group. Now, this can also be achieved through virtual classes, especially when they are the live stream classes. Now, I do offer live stream classes and in-person classes to my peeps that are close to me and on-demand classes. And in the live stream classes, there is a sense of camaraderie. Everybody's there together and we're all meeting at the same time. It's a ton of fun and it does create bonding in the community and amongst the other members. So in turn, that helps boost your mental health. Another way that yoga helps benefit your mental health is that it promotes other healthy habits. So if you are practicing yoga, you are more likely to choose more healthy, wholesome foods. Yoga can also be a gateway to other types of physical activity, such as walking, meditation, mindfulness, even strength training, Pilates, all of these things. And exposure to other health-minded people can inspire you to make other positive lifestyle changes. And besides these benefits, yoga may be beneficial for those who are trying to lose weight, stop smoking, and manage chronic diseases such as lupus, arthritis, fibromyalgia, chronic migraines. Yoga is a total mind-body experience, especially when you are in the right environment. Now, of course, everybody's results are going to vary because everybody's body composition, everyone's goals are different, everyone's situation is a little different. So your outcome is going to depend upon your attitude, the quality of your instruction, and the type of yoga being practiced. Now remember, I touched on this before, there are so many different types of yoga to be practiced. And it's also important to remember that you can't expect to go to one class and for everything to change. <laughs> if you were trying to lose weight, you wouldn't just do your diet one day a week with you and expect these miraculous changes. So in order for you to experience that goal that you and, and those ultimate benefits of the mental health and the physical well-being, you must have a consistent practice. So two to three days a week is ideal in order to start to see the benefits, the true benefits of this practice. And so now we are going to get to the point of how to use yoga to improve your mental health. So, you know, one way that I use it is before I begin every class, whether it's independently alone or I'm teaching a class, I always set an intention for each class. So I always want to know what is the goal of the class? What am I coming to my mat with? Whether it's to reduce my anxiety and to feel more peaceful, whether it is to heal my heart and open my heart chakra to feel less grief and less pain, I go to my mat and I set that intention before I begin the practice. And I keep that intention in my mind throughout my movements and my breathing. That way, it helps me to be focused and it helps me to begin taking steps to achieve the goal that I'm wishing to achieve. One of the best ways... To learn yoga is with a qualified teacher such as myself, (laughs) shameless plug, either in private sessions or in groups. Private sessions are awesome because you get that one-on-one feedback right in the moment from your yoga instructor, and they can help you meet your individual goals. And it's good for some that are introverts, much like myself, and who may not necessarily be comfortable initially being in a group setting. They may feel more comfortable being in a setting where it's just them. Your yoga teacher will correct your poses, as I just stated, and show you how to modify them if necessary. You can use blocks, straps, bolsters, yoga socks, pillows, all kinds of items, rolled up towels, pillows, I think I said pillows, to make some poses easier. I use props in my yoga classes all the time. Because there are some days where I'm more flexible than others, and one side of my body is often more flexible than the other, so it needs a little help easing into the poses the first go-round. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with using poses in your yoga practice. You can even do yoga in a chair or from your bed instead of on the floor. Chair yoga is something that I've used to help so many people. I helped my grandmother with chair yoga before she passed, and she enjoyed it. It helped her to get a little stronger, and she just enjoyed us spending time together. So that was an awesome experience, and many people enjoy chair yoga. You can get the same health benefits It's also possible to learn yoga online from a book or DVD. As I stated before, I have on-demand classes. I do live stream classes that are virtual and I do in-person classes. There are some people who do both the virtual and the live stream classes. There are some who choose to do the on-demand classes because the on-demand classes allow you the flexibility to practice when you have time in your schedule. But no matter what, the best way to avoid injury will be to take an in-person yoga class if possible otherwise if you have a teacher that you really want to practice with you can do those one-on-one classes beforehand in order to really help you get the gist of the asanas and avoid injury once you've got the basics down you can use books and videos to help you practice more You'll benefit more from yoga if you do it at home in between classes and online classes can help to keep your home practice interesting. If you're comfortable doing yoga at home, you can practice when you experience extra stress, sleeplessness, or other challenges. That's the beauty of having that at-home practice practice. Because whenever there is something that happens, there may not be a class available happening at your local gym or community center immediately. And having the benefit of that at-home practice gives you the ability to get to your mat whenever you may need to at the drop of a die. Now, there are some risks of practicing yoga, and so it's important that I make sure that you understand these risks even though yoga is a low risk activity, it can cause injuries, primarily sprains or strains, poor techniques, pre-existing conditions, or simply trying too hard to do a pose that your body is not quite ready for can cause injury. One of the things I say in every single one of my classes, meet yourself where you are. Yoga is not designed to cause you to feel pain. If you feel pain, immediately back out of that pose. Do not continue with that pose. It's okay. Save it for another day. Some injuries can be traced back to teachers that don't have adequate training or maybe are using this, the poses from their standpoint and not necessarily the standpoint of their participants. The risk of injury doesn't keep most yoga fans from their practices. I tell you, it doesn't. <laughs> Among those who have been hurt while practicing yoga, fewer than 1% gave it up. Now, while the risks of yoga are higher for older adults, and I believe that's to be true with any form of exercise, the older you get, the more mindful you must be when it comes to your physical exercise and bone mass and your physical capabilities and flexibility and mobility and things like that. But older adults tend to have less muscle strength and a little lower bone density. So no matter what, you should always consult your physician about your exercise program, no matter what it may be, if you experience any type of medical injuries. And you should also never use a yoga practice as substitute for medical care. Listen, I am a champion of yoga. I have been practicing yoga since 2015. And so I know the benefits of a consistent practice. However, I would never tell anyone to use it instead of going to a doctor because I go to the doctor. <laughs> and so there are things that require medical intervention However, yoga can be used as a part of your regimen. It can be used to help you, to help supplement whatever you know, physical uh, injuries that you may have, whatever challenges you may have. It can be used to help and to assist you in your healing journey. I hope today's episode was helpful. And if anyone out there is struggling with mental health, please, and you feel therapy is necessary, please reach out for help. Definitely find someone to talk to. I personally have someone that I am talking to right now. I have a therapist that is helping me to navigate this thing called grief because it is something I've never experienced to this level before and there's nothing wrong with asking for help thanks for listening family if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please share it with others post about it on social media and leave a five-star rating and review it it really helps the podcast to reach others To catch all the latest from me, you can follow the show on Instagram at The Melanin Wellness Podcast or my personal profile at Karina Dunn, C-O-R-I-N-N-A-D-U-N-N underscore. Thanks again, family, and I'll see you next time on The Melanin Wellness Podcast. Take care.